beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Welcome to the Faithfully Entrusted Podcast with pastor, author, and teacher, Dr. Travis Tyler. I am Zachariah Pugh, and I'll be your host today as Travis and I dig in to scriptural knowledge and whatnot. And we're going to take a little bit of break uh, from our What Does a Mature Christian Look Like series that we're doing. And we hope you check those out. If you haven't, go back and listen to them. Uh, We hope that they'll be a blessing to you to see if you're uh, walking with the Lord the way he intended. And we hope that, uh, again, we hope that those will be uh, uh, a blessing to you and, and that will challenge you to uh, to walk with the Lord closer uh, through that series. So today, with it being, uh, we're recording this, I don't mind telling everybody, we're recording this on December 1st, so it is the month of Christmas. And so um, we're going to break away for a couple of weeks and do uh, some, some Christmas stories, if you want to call them that, Christmas podcasts. And um, I, I, a couple things, uh, if you have children in the car, you might want to not have them listen to this podcast because we don't want to shatter any hopes and dreams of certain things. And um, so, yeah. And then um, Travis is going to kill Christmas today. So, uh, <laughs> kill it. <laughs> Bah humbug and all of those, all of those despicable words that are used. You're gonna, you're gonna, everyone's gonna gonna think my heart is two times too small. You're gonna put tiny, tiny Tim down for the oh man, last time. Be a rough one. So no, but uh, I'm interested. I people won't be able to see this um, because only I can see. But Travis has uh, in his beautiful office. There's a a guitar gracefully laying across the uh, couch where I'm sure he's been playing Christmas tunes. And there's a beautiful, beautifully decorated Christmas tree in the corner. Lights are on, star at the top. Uh, beautiful white lights with a red bow circling from the top to the bottom. It is it is gorgeous. Um, with all that being said, though, Travis, destroy Christmas. Well, welcome to the edition of Pastor T Ruins Christmas. <laughs> I think we've established that. So the day, let's ruin it, shall we? Uh, I want to talk to you about some some popular misconceptions. Yeah, and that's what this is about before everybody starts shutting the podcast off. Yeah, don't turn it off yet. Stay with me. Hang hang in there. Hang in there with us. Uh, Because, you know, here's the thing. We've talked about this before when we did the Halloween episode, right? Like Halloween's kind of clear cut for Christians. You can, you got three options. You can either embrace, redeem, or reject, right? You know, you can... So we got sort of the same options here with Christmas. Now, what's yeah, go back and listen is, to that podcast if you haven't. Yeah, yeah. What's different is, though, and this is, here is what's hard about Christmas and Christians celebrating it, is that it is um, commercialized, sentimentalized, mm. yeah. and um, confusing mm. because the culture has a lot of messages around this time of year. And they're not always biblical messages. Yeah. And so it's it's sort of a it is a Christian holiday, but it's like it's mixed with paganism and and materialism. Right. So that makes yeah. it sort of we could we're gonna try to untangle it, right? Yeah, That's what absolutely. we're after. And I and I know as a father of of five, the commercialization and the gift giving and oh my gosh, it 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 drives me crazy. And I'm sure a lot of other parents are out there in that same boat as well. Yeah. So let's let's begin, shall we? Let's do it. But mostly, I'm going to be, you know, 
ruining nativity scenes <laughs> so <laughs> that's what's gonna be everybody's got one at their oh, house man. you know oh, so, I'm so here, the night. here's the here's the first thing while ruined from your nativity scene when we think biblically about the birth of christ there was a star that night jesus was born bible doesn't say that is that a shocker nowhere <laughs> yeah uh, nowhere. it's difficult so, to yeah. find a nativity scene or even a play without a star over the manger and this might over, be you have a star over your tree right now i do yes i mean there, giant, it's in the story it's just not hypocrite. necessarily like we picture it i guess the, pro the problem is there's no indication the star hovered over the manger on that night there's no indication biblically of that that jesus was born and on the contrary the angels announced the birth of jesus to the shepherds watching their flocks by night in luke 2 8 through 11 they weren't told to look for a star the shepherds weren't told that. Uh, they were told to look for something else. And in Luke 2, 12, it says, this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. The star was given not to the shepherds, but to the magi. Right. Right. Yeah. In Matthew 2, 2, which they probably received their revelation of scripture from when the Jews were in Babylon. This would have been what was left of Babylon. So when Daniel and the boys were over there with their holy scriptures that's probably where they got their record to know what to look for isn't that right. interesting how god yeah, used no, yeah, absolutely. All that? yeah who appeared to be visiting jesus at a, at a later time so there's a really neat movie about this concept called the fourth uh the fourth wise man have you ever heard of it before i haven't no so like Apparently, most scholars think the wise men didn't really show up. The magi didn't show up till Jesus would have been about two years old. Yeah, that's another misconception that they were there that first night, like when he was born. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was. It, that's that's a lesson I've learned later in life. I think that's been kind of talked about. Um, that one's yeah. not as shocking. That Jesus yeah. was probably more of a toddler by the time they got there. Yeah, probably so. But uh, anyway, neat movie. One of my favorite Christmas movies, The Fourth Wise Man. He's just like, okay. yeah, I think he oversleeps when the other guys leave. And so he gets up and um, he's <laughs> is like, it a, one is it a cartoon or is it actual? <laughs> no, it's an actual movie from like the 80s, I think. Okay. Uh, it's fourth worth a watch. Man. It's okay. worth a watch. We'll try to find know? it and put a link uh, yeah. in the podcast for sure. Give it give it a view, will you? Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing here, and this leads to the next one, that there were three wise men or three magi. The Bible doesn't say that. <laughs> doesn't say I, how many there were. I think that as we continue to go through this, I think the fun thing about there's a lot of things in the Bible that we have attached to it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that that's not that's not true. And um and and I yeah. And this is this there's a bunch of things like this. So keep going. I'm sorry. I just I, I think it's good for it's us. Fine. I I I always tell people when you're listening to this podcast as the lay guy, read your Bible, please. And really read, read your it. Bible. Yeah. Re really. Read your Bible I'm, because you know there's so many things. Like, can I you'll be able to I'm not gonna get this exactly right, although I should know it off the cuff of my hand. In the Garden of Eden, the God never said uh to not look at the fruit, go up to the mm -hmm. fruit. Yeah. Um but like we just, always, we always like make like out like the tree was not you weren't even supposed to like you weren't supposed to make eye contact with it or anything like that you know it's like, like yeah. you know I'm sure pieces of it fell on the ground and they kicked it and things like that but it's like it was to not eat of the fruit, but we've yeah. attached all these other things to it so anyway as I digress right yeah that's that's true we like to build extra fences when God says yes. don't we like to say don't even get close you know so right. Uh, so yeah, so there's only, you know, Matthew back to the, back to the Magi, 
the three wise men. men. Yeah. Matthew 2 1 says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, who by the way is a is a pagan king from That's the right. line of Esau, you know. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Matthew 2 1. So uh the idea of the three wise men likely came from the fact that Matthew you mentions that there's three gifts gold right. frankincense gold, and that's what Matthew i was going to bring up 11 yeah. so. gold frankincense but that could have been a collective gifting you know what i mean so. yeah absolutely uh there was no room for them in the inn uh-oh <laughs> oh boy this is, this is Travis, a misconception don't do be it be careful tread lightly here we this, go this 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 is what makes the christmas story so special not that jesus came to save our souls i know You're... it's the fact that it was a traumatic birth yeah. You're not going to do this to us, are you? I'm going to do it. Mm. Let's let's hear it, shall we? Let's hear it. Um, modern narrative uh, and nativity scenes always kind of show Mary, who is on the verge of giving birth, and cruelly turned away from the innkeeper's house uh, and showed no compassion, right? That's part of the kind of Christmas narrative. <laughs> and that's a popular misconception. The Bible never mentions an innkeeper. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. In fact, it's possible there was never even an end. Mm, you break it. This is blow your mind. So, yeah. Yeah. so here's how this would work in ancient Israel. If you had to do this census, which Caesar Augustus decreed for the whole world, it would it would make the most sense if you're, you know, going to go back to your town of origin, like if you were traveling back from Nashville to Fall Branch. And you had family that still lived in Fall Branch. Who would you stay with? My family in Fall Branch. You'd stay with your family or your friends in Fall Branch, right? I mean, that would be same thing, you know? I mean, you're not going to, this is long before Marriott's and all that. And people usually stayed with people. <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it? Right. I think, uh, not to derail you here, I think the reason, this is the same thing as the three wise men, three wise men, or three gifts, three wise men. You know, you hear in Luke 2, 7, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger. Typically, you wouldn't have a manger or a feed trough, which is what it is, in your house, right? So, I mean, is that Actually, where that... they would have had one within five to ten feet. Right, but it would have been outside. <laughs> yeah, it would have been really close by. They would have, you know, they... Have you ever seen the layout of an ancient house during about the time Jesus was born? Yeah, and let me address let me let me address this because I just saw it last year when I was in Israel, and I actually saw. I think to your point, um, the the, the your you 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 were going to say it was in a small room. It probably wouldn't have been outside. It probably would have been. It was probably like a bathroom. The way they would have had a bathroom, like with a feed trough, because that's the thing. All the feed troughs that I saw. Um, which look very similar to ossuaries as well, which is very, very cool. Um, they just don't have a top. They all were inside the the walls of the city. So they would have been inside a room adjacent to like where you did your living and whatnot. So yes, to your point, that's exactly right. I mean, if you're, if you're an agricultural uh, community and – you know, the, all of those who raise livestock know it, it's constant work. And if you've got the feeding trough within five, 10 feet of where you're eating dinner, it certainly makes that chore easier. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, it, it's they, they were, practicality. yeah, they were in small rooms off to the side. So yeah, exactly. Uh, there's, there's a lot of debate in Luke two, seven, the word translated in, this is why I'm, I'm sort of pushing this. And uh, the Greek word is 
Katalueti. And what it means is it's a very broad meaning when you look at it, like throughout the usage of all Greek language of the mm -hmm. time, all Koine Greek, it just basically means accommodations. It doesn't necessarily peg hole mean in, but it means accommodations. Right. And so it's likely, and it has been argued by other scholars some 500 years ago, there was a great Spanish uh, theologian who argued that there was not an inn and there was not an innkeeper and this is ridiculous and we should stop saying this. And he was put before the Spanish uh, Inqu Inquisition over his ranting over this very issue. But uh, but anyway, so yeah. Yeah, and, and, and in Hebrew, it, hostel, lodge, inn, lodging, guest house, or even a meeting place. Hmm. You know, it could be anything around and about. I thought, I know you and I have gone back and forth and maybe one day we'll do an episode on The Chosen, but The Chosen did a Christmas episode last year. I thought it was well done, and and I they can kinda, only imagine. Oh, was it good? <laughs> it was. I actually liked it. Okay. I I enjoy the chosen. You and I, I think, differ on that, but um, I I enjoy the chosen. I think they do a great job. But I've um, successfully avoided watching any episode. I know you have because it's so popular. You don't, and I get it. That's fine. That's fine. Um. Anyway, they they kind of talked about that. Like when they when Joseph comes into town, he's staying. He's supposed to stay with some family. Like they. That's kind of the way they set it up. Um. But he couldn't get a hold of the family member, and they end up finding a place that's adjacent to, you know, one of the, one of the buildings. So um, they actually set this up kind of the way you're talking about it. So, well, good job for that. Yeah. So, so what else do we got? What other misconceptions? So, so just to make sure everybody's dreams are shattered um, there probably wasn't a big giant, huge star. There, there was a star. We all agreed that there was a star, right. but it, you know, it wasn't shaped like a big, huge crystal um, in the sky mm -hmm. over the, it probably like, it was probably just a big star, a bright star, maybe the North Star that we see right. today. And it was, right. you know, it was in the it was in the sky. Uh, we don't know that there were three wise men. The Bible doesn't say that. Um, mm -hmm. We don't know that they stayed in an inn. Uh, you know, the Bible says inn, but an inn could be a lot of different things. That one's a little bit up for argument, I think, uh, for those that don't want their dreams shattered totally. Um, but again, I go back to the whole point. You got to read your Bible. Just don't assume, you know, don't assume some pastor in East Tennessee's speaking truth you know read your bible right travis well i mean i am a doctor so you can't trust <laughs> we can trust you yeah here's a dr pepper for you have you ever seen those t-shirts i am a doctor it's i okay. am a doctor yeah all right so what's next uh that jesus was born on december 25th mm. this one stings a little doesn't it mm. You're not if we celebrate do... Jesus' birthday on December 25th, it's You're not logical to, to think that was the day he was born, right? Mm. I thought That's it was logical. December 24th. Yeah. Uh, but the precise date of Jesus' birth <laughs> is actually unknown. Yeah. Is that yeah. your birthday? Is that why you said that? No, no, no. I was just Christmas Eve, all the, oh, you know, okay. we go to the church, we go to church for Christmas Eve services and, and do all the worship and the praise. Oh, and it's about Jesus sure. being born. But then we open the, I thought the, I thought Jesus' birthday was the 24th and then yeah. the gift, the my, gift my, opening. My, and then food eating is on the 25th. There you go. And the laziness and the playing video games. <laughs> and the football games and all that. Yeah. yeah. Are there football games on Christmas? Surely no. Yeah. No, usually the NBA. Yes. Usually the NBA has got some oh, okay. Christmas afternoon games. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're thinking of New Year's. That's the football holiday. Yeah. Football. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the culmination there. All right. Um, a variety of options have been suggested throughout church history as to when Jesus was born, including and not limited to. March 21st, April 15th, and May 20th. Mm. 
So how do we get December 25th, you ask? Well, it's commonly thought that Christians took over the pagan holiday. Sol Evictus, which was Latin for unconquered sun, which was a December 25th holiday, but I don't know that that evidence is 100%. Uh, instead, it seems more likely that early Christians may have reasoned from the supposed date of Mary's conception, which was thought to be March 25th, in the same day Jesus thought to be crucified, oddly enough. I don't know why, but they think that. And then uh, you fast forward March 25th, nine months, and you land on December 25th. You do. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, um, there was a time, my last thing to ruin your Christmas, there was a time in Massachusetts where the Puritans tried to ban Christmas being celebrated at all. Did you know this, Zach? I know it. Be, well, I know the Puritans were very strict in their beliefs, and I think, yes, you and I talked about it, so I'm not, I, I do know about it, but in depth. It they they saw what Christmas was becoming right. They saw that it was yeah, even so, back in, so, in what the what year was this? What did this been? Sixteen seventeen hundreds. Sixteen fifty nine. Yeah, they would have. <clears throat> they started to see what it was becoming. Well, they they viewed it as very Catholic to celebrate it, and they thought you know they would. I think the word they would actually use is this is popish, like mm. referring to the Pope in the Vatican City. And, uh, you know, it led to, they had seen quite a few instances where it had led to, uh, they thought they saw it as based in paganism more than the Bible, based in the papacy, Catholic beliefs and practices more than biblical practices. And in their minds, the only holy day was Sunday, the preaching of the word. They even put like, I think a five shekel is what it was. If I'm reading it, remembering it right, a five shekel fine for every individual in your household who was having a feast, a celebration, or decorating for Christmas there in Massachusetts in, in 1659. Wow. And any gospel minister who preached on Christmas Day was fined as well. Are you going to preach? Of course I'm going to preach the gospel. <laughs> I'm going to be breaking a law from Massachusetts from 1659. That, that's a travesty. The point is, is that to get past all the potential legalism of the Puritans, what was their their point was though was it you you talk about the catholicism side of it um but they they saw the they saw the works in it correct wouldn't wouldn't you say that that's what their concern yeah, was yeah i think they saw the the ties to the church of england there was a season in england before the puritans came over here where they were trying to reform the church of england because mm -hmm. it had drifted quite a bit away from biblical truth and they actually tried to outlaw it in England some 12 years earlier, I think in 1647. Um, and uh, it didn't go well when they outlawed it in England either. And so, you know, when the king got reinstated there, they brought Christmas back. And But in England, it had led to a lot of drunkenness and debauchery, you know. Yeah. And that's what the Puritans saw and were trying to avoid. And, you know, they had the common misconceptions and the sentimentalization that we deal with now. And they just wanted to get away from all that. They just didn't yeah. see that as helpful or right or good. Yeah, no. And that makes that makes a ton of sense. I mean, and, um, you know, as we kind of put a put a bow on all this, the, the, I love uh, I love uh, an article from the, the Gospel Coalition, um, you know, 
They say, and what happened on that night still stands as one of the most monumental events in human history. God became a man and entered our dark, cold world to redeem a sinful people. And that's the focus of Christmas. You know, that's everything. And whether it happened on December 25th or March 25th or whenever it happened, um, I, as a lay person, this is where we go back and forth, you and I, I tend to like the thought process that the Holy Spirit does throw some some winds our way. And when I say that, I mean, maybe throughout history, the December 25th date is correct just because God has allowed it. He's, you know, he passed that. He knew that's when the date was and he's passed it on and he's passed it on and it's made it through history. Um, just like the miracle of the Bible surviving for all these thousands and thousands of years. Um, it's, it's incredible. You know, when I look at the gospel and I think about salvation and, you know, is God real? When people say, is God real? Is there really a God? The fact that the Bible alone has survived, you know, and is the most popular book on the planet and everyone has one and they're in hotel rooms. There has, you know, humans would have destroyed it, but, you know, through the Holy Spirit and the work of, of men, it's it's continued. And I think that's the kind of the same way with some of these dates that we don't 100% know. You know, it's, uh, it's, I think that, you know, I think there's some divine intervention there is what I'm saying. There could be. I mean, that would be like a theology of inspiration of December 25th. And you could be right. And that could be right. I don't know. Um, but uh, we'll find yeah. out one day in heaven when it doesn't matter anymore. We, we will. We will. Um, <laughs> are we ready? Is it nugget time? It's have we have time. ruined Chris, Christmas enough yet? Is it can ruined? You, can listeners? you let me let me just recap here? <clears throat> I did this earlier because I just want right, to. If you're if, if you're hanging on a thread of shattered Christmas, there wasn't a giant star. There we don't know if there were three wise men. We don't know if they stayed in an inn at all. We don't know if Jesus was born in a barn or stable, although the manger, this would want to be the one I would argue with most. He was thrown in a feeding trough, so he was probably in a room. I mean, they wiped was, it out first, I'm sure. Yeah, they cleaned it. They threw some swaddling clothes in there. And then the date on which Jesus was born. And, of course, the Puritans trying to destroy destroy Christians, Christmas uh, back in the 1650s. Christmas merriment. So Merry holidays. We yeah. should have just We shouldn't even use the word Christmas in this episode. You yeah. say holidays. Happy holidays, Travis. So, oh, yes. Give give uh, us your – oh, good. What do you got? It's more of a thought this time from from my recent sermon on Christmas. I Is this the nugget? Christmas. Is this the nugget or are you – you... Nuggets from me today. It's a nugget thought. It's more of a thought. Okay. 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 So just stay Take with it to me. Us. Um, I want to take you back to the Old Testament for a moment, if I can, to 1 Kings chapter 1 when King David is dying. This is a really happy episode, isn't it? Taking us all the way back to the death of King David. Do you remember this story, Zach, what's happening to him? He's an old man. Yeah. Bible tells us he can't stay warm. And the solution that his counselors have is to get a pretty young thing, a virgin, because the Bible says, you know, David's basically impotent in every sense of the word impotent. He's He can't even keep himself warm. None of his body functions like it used to. The once agile David who dodged javelins being thrown by Saul and who killed lions and bears as a shepherd and who slayed a giant now cannot move well, can't keep himself warm. His red hair has faded to white and he is slowly dying. He is helpless and he is uh, fragile mm. and he is frail. And he dies from, from being comforted. You know, all he has to keep him warm is a virgin, you know. And really, 
it's a disappointment to Israel, right? I mean, there's a there's a thing that said that uh, David will sit on the throne. You know, someone from David's line is going to sit on the throne of Israel forever. And I'm sure the people of Israel thought, well, Solomon will be better, right? Solomon will come in and and he'll be better than his dad. And he ushered in a, a economic boom and a, an era of peace. But what happens to Solomon at the end of his life? He, he turns away. Well. Yeah. He allows. He doesn't finish well. Well, it'll probably be David's grandson. He'll be the best king we've ever had in Israel, right? And Jeroboam takes the throne, and what happens there? He's worse than the other two. He splits the nation between the north and the south. They never come back together again. And then they go on down through the line all the way through these other kings. Ahaz, you name the king. You could pretty much say any yeah any king. You could say, I thought he was a prophet. You could say any king. There was a a king, Zechariah, and he was awful. He was terrible. Yes. Well, you could say they were all bad, with the they exception of one or two reprieves. Yeah. They were all bad. Hezekiah the point is, all of the kings of David disappoint. They all cannot escape the last enemy of death, and they all disappoint. But I want you to think about this. How does how does the true king, Jesus Christ, he's the king of kings, right, Lord of lords, how does his life start? His life starts in a bed. He's wrapped with clothing like King David's finished. And who keeps Jesus warm? It's a virgin that keeps him warm, like the virgin kept David warm. Mm. As David's life ended, so Jesus' life begins, but he will continue on to be the king who will never disappoint. The king of so kings, the Lord of lords, yeah. who is reigning even as we speak. And will one day return and set up his kingdom on this earth, and we will rule together forever with him. Merry Christmas. Is it though? <laughs> of course Not this it is. Episode. Not yeah. this episode. You want to reach out to us? You want to complain about this episode? We'd love to hear from you. There are a couple different ways to do it. Uh, our email is faithfullyentrusted at gmail.com, or you can always text us your thoughts or comments at 423 707. 2504. Reach out. Tell us what you think, how we can pray for you, or if there's any topics you'd like to hear from Travis and myself. We would love to discuss them. And we do appreciate your listenership. Please share the podcast with your friends and family. Um, you can find this podcast wherever podcasts are listened to iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, just the name of few. We're out there, we're everywhere. Uh, grab somebody's phone and subscribe them to the podcast. Travis, really appreciate this episode. I want to end on this note. Um, Travis has a church in East Tennessee, Elizabethan, Tennessee. It's in Carter County, Tennessee. Um, it, Carter County is one of the, the just it's a, it's an Appalachian, um, uh, beautiful area, but they struggle financially up there. And so I know that pa- uh, Pastor Travis's church does a lot with these Christmas baskets where they donate food and clothes and toys uh, to underprivileged families up in uh, the mountain regions of East Tennessee. Um, and so if you would like to donate uh, to this, um, I'll put a link in this podcast. Uh, Travis, where can people can go to your the church website, right, to do that? I'm, yes, and you're, and you're I just looking for a few more. I know it's kind of wrapping up. Yeah, probably you, a couple, couple you, three more. Yeah. And, uh, you know, where can we, people go? Well, let me explain a little, just a second about the ministry, then I'll tell them where to go. Okay. Um, so the ministry, we work with the local schools because we feel they have the best pulse on who's the most in need. And then we take that and we get from the families, the needs that are there, and we bring them Christmas dinner 
and we make Christmas happen for those kids. We really try to aim our benevolence giving here at Grace towards children because they are the most in need and the least able to change their current predicament. Right. So, um, so we are uh, trying to take care of a, maybe a two or three more. I know one more request has come in than we're really were prepared to do. So if we can get at least one more, you know, funded, that would be, that would be a huge blessing for a family of, I think this, this is a first graders, couple first graders. So, so where, where can they go? Uh, what, you go to Elizabeth and Grace, elizabethandgrace.com, and you can give online there. We also have an app you can give online. Just be sure you earmark what that giving is for. And it's for Christmas baskets. Correct. Yeah. Or you can send a check. If you don't want to fool with any of that online stuff, you can send a check directly to Grace Baptist Church. Please earmark it on the line uh, for Christmas baskets so we'll know what it's for. And that will be to Grace Baptist Church, 1114 Broad Street, Elizabeth in Tennessee, 37643. Travis is doing good work up in East Tennessee, uh, giving back. There's some other programs that we'll talk about later in the year. Um, I love the idea, as someone who does a lot of not-for-profit work in the, uh, the the business world, the nice thing about doing things for kids is, you know, they can't they can't sell that stuff and go buy drugs with it. You know, like they, mm-hmm. it's 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 going to them for the most part. Um, and I love how you've partnered with schools and, and things like that, where the teachers can say, Hey, this kid needs help and this family needs help. So it's kind of a, it's, it's something that they're not even expecting and they get this basket and what a blessing that is. That is the true joy you, and happiness of kids. It's of changed. It's changed kids' lives. I, I'm convinced of that. I, um, if you could come with me for deliveries and see, yeah, there was one delivery we made up Rome mountain one year and, um, I think the the porch was being held up by just a a log, you know, like a tall log and it was block steps. And I know you have a lot of listeners that are in one of the wealthiest counties in Tennessee, uh, but we are one of the poorest counties in in Tennessee. And there's a different kind of poor when it's mountain poor, you know, it's, it's, and there's a, there's a certain pride with mountain folks sometime with, you know, they won't always ask for help, but they desperately need it at times. And yeah. um, and so we get to we get to stand in that gap, and they'll trust us since we're from here. A lot of times, people come in from outside the region and try to help these old dumb backwards mountain folks, and that don't go too well. But if you can get in with other Appalachians, yeah, and then we give you the green light, and they trust us, then you can get in. There's a lot of people asking for money in a different lot of locations, and and I get it. I think Giving Tuesday was this past week, and those are important things. This is a direct way that you can help uh, children in um, East Tennessee uh, by giving back. So if you'd like to donate to them, I know they would really, really. I've done it uh, in the past, and it's definitely been a blessing. So do that. Celebrate Christmas by giving back, and um, we really, really appreciate it. Guys, thanks for listening to us today. We are going to come back next week, and we're going to have a pro Christmas show. I will. I promise all of our li- listeners. I will. Spoilers. Not allow, Spoilers. I will not let Travis destroy Christmas next week. So stay tuned. We'll talk about that next week. For Dr. Travis Tyler, I'm Zachariah Pugh. Join us next time when we open God's Word to find out how Christ has faithfully entrusted us with His Word. We'll see you next time. Get your Bibles out and read them so you know what you're uh, know what you're believing. All right, Travis, have a good day, babe. You too. The holly that will be on your own front door.